Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. Uh, With me today is Sister Catalina Maria from the Daughters of Holy Mary of the Heart of Jesus. Welcome, Sister. Thank you, Father. Great to have you. Uh, Let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, um, we just ask that um, you help us this day. We ask that you bless all of our listeners. Um, In the course of their day, may um, they come to know you. Um, May they come to encounter you and meet you, especially um, in the people that they meet this day. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Sister, uh, great to have you. Uh, we've had a couple uh, members of your community um, on. Uh, you guys are in Steubenville, uh, but you're uh, doing some work out of St. Paul in Westerville. Um, and, um, you know, we talked about that in, in, in an earlier um, episode um, segment from Conversations on Discipleship. But having you here, Sister, I was wondering if you could share with us your story of how you came to know the Lord and discerned your vocation. Yes, Father. With great joy, I'd like to share with you because the Lord is so good. And so it's been a beautiful story for me to discover his goodness. Um, I could start, when I was a child, I never had much interaction with religious sisters. We didn't have any near where I live, which is common in the United States, I would say, for many people. They don't have a chance to interact with sisters. But I did hear from stories of the saints, about the saints who were nuns, and I loved listening to those stories. And then I also chose St. Faustina as my confirmation saint. And so when I was a teenager, I grew closer to her, and I discovered that a sister is a spouse of Christ. And that was so beautiful to me. That attracted me very much. And then during my high school years, I also enjoyed learning Spanish, which the Lord did for me, so that he would prepare me to enter with the sisters, because that has become such an important part of my life, speaking Spanish. (laughs) But I didn't know it at the time. So when I got to college... Then I did finally get to meet sisters, because when I came to Franciscan University, I was able to meet many sisters, many different congregations there. I would go sometimes to a convent and to spend a day of prayer with the sisters, or when they had programs, I could go and learn about the Sacred Heart, for instance, and it was there that I started to fall in love with the Sacred Heart of Jesus, because the sisters would explain what the Sacred Heart meant and the image and the symbols of his heart, what but it means that the heart of Jesus would be burning with love for us. What the fire of the symbol of his heart meant, the crown of thorns, the rays of light, which is his grace. And it became for me the image of a God who loved me personally and who knew me and who suffered for me and who loved me. And I began to fall in love with the sacred heart of Jesus. And also when I was at college, I got to meet a lot of good friends, which helped me a great deal to grow in my relationship with God because God is love, and he is friendship. And so when I got to meet some really good friends, it was a way of stepping into what God is, in a sense. They led me to him also, because I remember that in one occasion, when I was just starting out as a freshman, a friend approached me and said, why don't you go to Mass every day? And so because of that friend, I started to go to Mass every day. And then my group of friends, my household, also invited me to pray the rosary daily, which I didn't want to do. But because of my friends, I started to do it, and it helped me to draw closer to Our Lady. And then little by little, these things prepared me in a way to answer the Lord's call because I was already starting to grow in my friendship with Him and closeness and desire to be with Our Lady always. So little by little, the Lord was working in my life through these little things. 
And I also felt during my college years very drawn to marriage. And the Lord also, you know, he would allow me to see the goodness of that. And it's so natural for any human person to feel the attraction to marriage, right? Because God has made us this way. And then later on, I've been able to see how religious life fulfills that desire for love so much more than I could have understood or imagined because God is love and he is our spouse. So during my college years, I got to meet the different congregations of sisters and I started to think that the Lord was calling me to be a sister. I remember I went to World Youth Day in 2011 to Madrid and afterwards I prayed and, and told the Lord, I'm willing to do what you want. Just show me now. Show me your will. And then I went back to my studies. I went back to school. And I remember struggling between trying to figure out what God wanted for me and fighting with what I wanted. And I realized that I got um, to a point where I needed to just rest from that. And so for during a couple of months during the summer, I just stopped thinking about my vocation and spent time getting to know the Lord more in prayer. And I continued to go to Mass every day. I continued to pray. And um, after that summer, I had a lot of peace. And I just stepped back and said, I think that, yes, the Lord wants me to be a sister because he's given me peace in doing just that prayer. And I don't know if I could I could do that in any other life. And I, and I went back to my studies. And then I was like, well, Lord, where? So I went to a holy hour for discernment at, on campus, and Father, there was a priest preaching, and he said, ask the Lord what he wants you to do to step out of your comfort zone about your vocation. So I did, and I felt in my heart that the Lord was telling me that I needed to step out of my comfort zone and go and have some kind of discernment with the Spanish sisters, which is how I knew our sisters. I had known them already for maybe two years but I never thought of entering with them. And so at that nudge of the Lord, I went on a retreat with them. And it was there that I felt that I was at home and that there was such peace. And I thought, I think that this might be it. In such simple ways, like, I just felt at peace, like it was my home. And I was also just very drawn to the sacred heart that I had come to love and Our Lady and to be contemplative, which is part of our charism. So I was able to continued to discern. I became a candidate. So I lived with the sisters and got to participate in, in prayer and games. And I would laugh so much with them. I would say that my stomach muscles hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a beautiful time of my life. And I also remember that Holy Saturday, I was in prayer and I had a very important grace that I received from the Lord because it seemed to me like the Lord was calling me to be a sister. And, and yet it was hard for me. And there were certain things that I was like, I don't think I'm capable of this. And, but yet, in the silence of that prayer, it seemed to me that the Holy Spirit was offering me the grace to be able to do it and to say yes. And so, leaning completely on God, I allowed him to take me where he wanted me to go, and I said yes to him. And then later I was able to enter as a postulant, and here I am. Um, thank you so much, sister. If you're tuning in, this is Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today is Sister Catalina Maria from the Daughters of Holy Mary of the Heart of Jesus. Sister, um, one of the things you mentioned, which, you know, I've had a, um, many guests who have talked about the power of the Sacred Heart or the Divine Mercy devotion in their life. Um, you know, St. 
Faustina was your confirmation um, um, patron. And then also you, you've entered into an order that's really devoted to the heart of Jesus. So I, maybe you could um, talk a little bit about the connection between the divine, divine mercy and the sacred heart of Jesus. Because they really, you know, some people, you know, this is, you know, I don't know who these people are, but some people will say, well, you know, divine mercy is just sort of a rehash of the sacred heart devotion or, you know, an updated version or the modern, the new modern Polish version of the sacred heart devotion. Um, but they are very complementary. I mean, they're revealing the same thing, you Absolutely. know. Um, and so maybe, I don't know, maybe, it, have you seen that connection in your own spirituality? It just seems to me like with this devotion to Faustina and then in your order. It's the same. It's yeah. Jesus' heart. <laughs> For me, it's a yeah. beautiful, different ways of, just as you can have different images of the sacred heart mm-hmm. that reflect his beauty in different ways, where you can see his mercy, his compassion, perhaps in the gaze of the Lord in that image, or... There are just different ways of expressing that, that same merciful heart of Jesus. And yes, I have found that to be the case. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, as you know, another thing too that kind of really strikes me in your story is, you know, and it is true, um, we don't see women religious, especially in habits and everything. In your own experience, it's very common. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think what you guys are doing at St. Paul's is very important because it does give young women the opportunity to see religious but I think um, what um, as you you know have kind of been working with young women um, what do you enjoy about that that work it's so beautiful to see them open up to God and to be able to take what could be something that seems so distant because we cannot see God we cannot hear his voice and yet we're able to help them to see and hear him because when we open up the scriptures, we see that God speaks to each and every one of us in, our, in the depths of our heart in a real way, and that the Holy Scripture was written, but it's for every single human person, and they can experience when they hear a, the daily mass and they hear the word of God proclaimed, or they read it in their room by themselves, or they, we experience it when we have our prayer encounters at Doimar. We open the word of God, and it's for us, and it's new each day. Or when you see him in the Eucharist, and we help the young people to draw close to the Lord in the Eucharist, it is so true that in the silence of that adoration, the Lord speaks in the depths of our hearts. And that's not just something for the mystics, but for everyone. One of the things that um, Sister um, Ingrid had mentioned, um, that you also mentioned, is the the importance of the Eucharist. And I, I presume that very much adoration of the Blessed Sacrament is a part of your methods and, and that you do this in, in Dwymar. And yes, it's, it's important. It's part of every Dwymar. Yes, great. we have a brief period of adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, well, thank you so much, Sister, for not only um, responding to the Lord's call, but for your work in the Diocese of Columbus at St. Paul's and, and for joining us um, You've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship, and I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today has been Sister Catalina Maria of the Daughters of Holy Mary of the Heart of Jesus. If you're interested um, more in their event um, that they do at St. Paul's every month for young women um, of all ages, really, um, you can go to St. Paul the Apostle website. It's in Westerville, Ohio, of course. And until next time, peace and all good.